All right, welcome to the Real Deal Podcast. What up? Maddie Marshall here, and I'm stoked. This is going to be a short one, but I know it's going to be sweet. Got Jason Trojan and Sam Monville from Houston Heat here in the studio with us. Happened to be in town for practice. First practice of the year for you guys, Jason? Yep. yep. Yeah? Yep, first practice. Uh, first time we've seen these guys since World Cup, some of them. Yeah, and uh, I'm pretty excited to, to, have, to talk to you guys a little bit here because... Oh, my God. What a crazy season it looks like we have coming up here. Um, potentially, I know we say this every year, but, you know, I really think it could be interesting. I mean, you know, you guys did incredibly well last year. Um, phenomenal. You know, and that's not just, just like throwing that around because you're sitting in front of me. I mean, holy shit, three wins. You know, that's pretty impressive. So I just wanted your guys' thoughts on the year. And, you know, Sam, maybe we'll start with you. How was – well, first of all, how was your off season? Did you get to uh, do anything cool? Not really. Uh Kind of just relaxed, you know. It was traveled a decent amount last year. We'll probably travel more this year. Just a but little bit. Just yeah, little it was, bit. you know, just one of those things. I kind of like to take some time off, and then when I come back to playing, like I, I enjoy it more. Like I come back and I actually want to play. It's not just looking at it as a, a job as much as going out there and enjoying the actual sport and reminding myself why I play. Do you still enjoy the game? Oh, yeah. Or is it a, kind of a job? Because I, I remember towards the end, and I, for me, it would really depend on, it was just so chaotic towards the last, the, those last years on Excessive, and I loved, I still love all the guys, but it just was one of those things that it was just so much to deal with all the time that became a lot like a job, and it really sucked the joy, the innate joy of playing the game. So I really just enjoyed the gunfight. That's almost why I played like the last couple of years, because I just really enjoyed gunfighting with the other best gunfighters mm-hmm. in the world. That that was awesome. To the me. competitive that was like nature. a challenge, you know. Um, but do you still enjoy it? I I completely enjoy it just as much as I you know did when I first started. It was, you know, when I say like looking at it as a job, it's more the mindset of not letting outside things you know interfere with what I'm trying to accomplish. It's kind of going at it and going, yes, it is a job, but I'm doing this at the top level, and I want to treat it. As if it is, you know, the NFL, you know, it's, this is what we do as professional players. It's, I want to really go with that mindset of working hard and treating it like a job and not just, you know, something I do on weekends and go to these, you know, we do get to go to some awesome places and do some awesome things, but, you know, you're also there for a purpose and, Mm -hmm. you know, I think a lot of the guys on the team kind of came into it with the same attitude last year and you know it sh- it showed that everybody kind of came in with that hard working mentality and mm-hmm. you know I think for a first year can't really ask for anything more yeah right uh, it was quite impressive and uh, Jason you know you had quite the offseason you got married congratulations yep got married down in Key West in December that nice. was awesome and being from where you're from that must have been a pretty awesome 10 days because it's normally kind of snowy what where you're normally living right yeah i think like right now it's about 20 degrees Oof. back home and about a foot of snow i think something like that so yeah it's going back to that tomorrow does your Excited. wife get mad when you're like yo do you have to like make up that it's colder than it really is oh babe it's so cold out here in san diego it's like 45 degrees. How is it back home? Oh, it's snowing again? Oh, that sucks. No, I tell her, and she just says she's jealous. <laughs> she's used to it by now. Yeah, I guess that's true. Because you, How many years have you been coaching now? I'm, I'm trying to, I was trying to remember the exact last year that you played. 
Um, I coached, uh, started coaching in 2007 with okay. the Philly Americans. I coached them for three years. Um, took a year off. Co- did some coaching in uh, Europe that year in 2010. Then Impact 2011. And then Heat in 2012. Was this something you always kind of wanted to get into as coaching? Or was it just something that fell in your lap and you just went that way and went with it? Or um, I always wanted to do it. It was funny because I actually uh, seen a article or an interview that I did back in 2004 and in the article it said one day I would like to coach paintball so I've always when I uh, came up playing and I always kind of ran my squad I was always on you know I did call the plays and stuff for a lot of that Mm -hmm. so back on trauma and uh, Detroit Thunder so I always wanted to do it Um, I thought I'd do it later in my career but the opportunity presented itself on uh, the Philly Americans so I jumped on it so but I'm definitely uh, it's nice still get to compete it's a little different but Still competing. Yeah, no, for sure. It's just a, it's just so it's more cerebral, you know. It's something that's a lot more mental and. Yeah, you gotta use your brain a little more, than uh, you know. But, you know, it's definitely uh, it's real stressful. I think it was it's more stressful than playing sometimes, you know, because you call a play or put certain players out there, and you just gotta almost close your eyes and hope it works, you know. So. Who, uh, you know, you're known as one of the best coaches in in the game. Um, you know, obviously, I mean, you proved it last year. I mean, it's really tough to get three wins if you suck at your job. Uh, but who else do you really respect out there when they're lining up across you as far as coaches are concerned? Um, first name comes to mind. I guess, uh, can nobody hold a candle to you? No, I mean, there's just, (laughs) I'm just kidding. So many goons. I mean, I guess I'd say Paul Richards just because they've had so much success on that team. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the hard part is I don't really focus on who does what. Like sometimes, you know, you don't really know what the coach does, other coach does, or, you know, paintball is so different than a lot of other sports that you don't know the approaches they take. But I say uh, the person I respect probably the most out of all the other coaches right now would be Paul Richards just because of the success he's had on that team. I mean, they've been a top-level team for years, won, you know, a lot of events. So, How do you feel about him going to X Factor? Um, I think it's an interesting move. I, I mean, I thought Ryan, their coach last year, did a good job, but he is young. Um, I'm not sure if the move was is a permanent move or maybe he's just they're bringing him on to kind of mentor Ryan or something because um, I, I, I think they're keeping both coaches. Mm-hmm. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how that works out. Well, according to Ryan, uh, and I haven't talked to Paul about it yet, but I will be soon because you know, I want to do an interview with him to see what his, th- his thoughts are on, on the issue. Um, and it looks like he's coming on to do more, like he's not going to run the pit. He's going to be on, I think on the snake side of more like scouting. And, you know, I, I mean, Ryan did do a good job last year. He did, has played with those teams. He knows those players very well. He knows their capabilities. He knows their personalities. But, uh, you know, I, I think that that's going to be a good role for Paul. You know I mean? Paul's really analytical. I mean, he, they used to call him computer on, uh, you know, back when he was coaching trauma. Yep. Um, so I, I think that, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I you know, have a ton of respect for Paul. He's a great guy. I love his, the family. His son's amazing. He's a really yep. interesting human being. Um, very intelligent. So, I mean, it, it really could, I think, help out. Because, you know, it's like with the Russians, it, that big coaching squad allows them to be able to get kind of a lot more looks at things so i think that it might help x factor get more looks at things which might help them you know kind of a little bit more personal criticism to kind of keep 
players accountable. You know, so I don't yeah, know. help them maybe almost develop players because it's bringing completely outside perspective. I mean, you watch Damage's style of play, and then you watch X Factor style of play. You got two different things. You know, bringing Paul into something. You know, who knows where those players are going to take from what Paul has, and maybe Paul takes from what they already have. And I think it'll be interesting to see what kind of how they come out attacking with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, t- absolutely true. Yeah, I and think then, it, I think it'd be interesting. I mean, time's going to tell. I mean, to have two coaches like that, um, to see uh, how one does something and the other maybe not agree. You know, so guess if I mean they got to kind of be on the same page to make it work. So, but um, I think it's a good move. I think maybe he, you know, I don't know if he outgrew damage or damage outgrew him, but uh, you know, it sounded like towards the end of the season, just from talking to some of the damage people that. You know, something wasn't working out there yeah. with that situation. Which is interesting because, I mean, I understand they didn't have a great year last year, but they still were one of the top teams. Yeah. They I won think, an event. Right. I think some teams, you know, you, you I mean, it's just any professional sport. You put the blame somewhere, you know, and maybe uh, they put the blame on him, I think, a little too much last year or for whatever they did. I heard a lot of interviews that – pointing the finger at him a lot of the times, which, you know, I think some people need to take responsibility for themselves on the field. As far as your team is concerned, who else helps coach besides you? I mean, do you have anyone else scouting, or do you assign that to players, or how does that work? No, pretty much all me. I and mean, we had some uh, help with the sidelines from uh, Pat Roberts and Tim Montressor, but mainly it just comes from me. Um, I take uh, their opinions on stuff and uh, try to use some of that, um, but you know, when it's all said and done, I pretty much uh, do all the coaching on well, the team. And it's working out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so what changes have you guys – have you guys made any changes this year for Houston Heat? With the rosters going to 12, are you going to pick anybody else up? or? Um, you know, we kept all 10. I know it wasn't really interesting. You know, I'm sure people wanted to hear some news from us that we were doing, say, making some moves, but – you know, we kept all 10 people. Uh, we found out recently that the, you know, league went to 12 players. And, uh, you know, that we've definitely thrown out some names. And if we even want to go with 12 or 11. Yeah, what do you guys think about that? I mean, is that? Um, you know, 10's a nice number, you know. You can run two squads if you want to. But, uh, you know, I think it's more if the right player presents itself, you know, it, that's when we would make a move. You know, I, I'm not going to try to bring on the 11th guy, you know, but if we can get a guy that could be up, you know, and uh, really help us out, you know, I think we might make a move. So, but nothing's, no, names, re- nothing, no. nothing concrete. No. no, I know you got something in there. Just not telling me what it is. <laughs> well, I know that. I mean, we've had, <laughs> yeah. this off season, we had a lot of players contact us about playing with us, you know, and we never, we want to keep the same team together. So we kind of didn't deal with anything like that in the off season. Because I believe in, you know, just if you keep the team together, you know, the same team together longer, you can build a better team, I think, than just replacing a guy here or there. But, uh, you know, but we just found out recently that the, you know, league went to 12 players per team. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, realistically, we've played four events together. That's five. 
five, five. Yeah, but well, I mean, I'm saying we haven't crazy, built though with the way that Galveston went down last mm-hmm. year with the biblical esque flood, the yeah. animals yeah. walking in twos, you know, that whole year. So or that that whole event, and then so it's basically two events in one in Phoenix. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be crazy this year. And then SK just went to damage, so which I thought was I didn't think was going to happen, but neither did I. I, I SK, I mean, he's a great coach, but. Does not seem like the guy that wants to be flying across country yeah. <laughs> all the time, but I think he's going to be good for them. You know, it's going to yeah, be. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, when you have, well, think about it this way too. SK is leaving a team that was a bunch of young and up and coming players. He's going to a team full of a bunch of veterans. Now, he's already coached teams with veterans before in Infamous and Dynasty. So it's not like he doesn't have experience with that type of format. But where SK did best, I felt, was with the Ironmen, was with those younger guys and really kind of working with them. And, you know, he's pretty, pretty uh, hardcore coach, man. You know what I mean? He would not pull punches. And, I mean, the best five would play. Uh, you know, he was and – and I think that it's going to be interesting to see – you know, when we did an interview with Joey Blue, it was one of those like, well, is he going to come into your system? Or, I mean, how are you guys going to do that? You can expect him to bring his system to you guys? Like, you know, that's one of those questions. So I, I don't really know. We'll, we'll find out this year. But I think, I mean, SK is a good friend of mine. He's a great analytical paintball mind. He's been a great coach. I thought he did an amazing job with, you know, he had young dudes on the Ironman in experience, and they made Sunday every single event last year. I was actually shocked that that happened. You know, I know Mike's a great coach too, but. I thought um, SK did a really good job with Ironman, you know, I mean, but I don't know the exact details if he left or he was forced out, but I mean, I'm guessing the Ironman are Dai's big team and I'm sure they, you know, expect results now, not in the future, but they were getting there and, uh, you know, I I expected to see them in the finals more this year. And, uh, yeah, how do you feel about their team? I mean, you guys just came off of playing them, right? You just played the Ironman, and I we got <laughs> Fedorov and Nick Sloviak. Nick, you want to jump in on the mic real quick and give us a little? Oh, you were <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, it really was a good practice. I I enjoyed practicing it more than you know most of the teams we've actually practiced so far because you know they did just want to grind. We weren't standing there waiting for a team on the other end mm-hmm. to get their stuff ready, and uh, you know we just I mean we blasted out how many points this weekend in super fast amount of time and there was you know didn't have those on-field problems just guys you know well I shot you first or whatever like it it was just kind of like okay whatever man we'll, like walk away and we'll just, we'll just do it again and you know I really liked their attitude I think you know with their new players and everything it does seem like you know the guys fit in well with each other you know they are guys that know have known each other for a while and stuff so it's nothing new to them but uh you know I think I think they'll have a good year again it's you know seeing how they do, you know, with the coaching situation and uh, just putting it together because, you know, it seemed like they did put it together well last year, but there was a couple times they just fell short due to stupid penalties, you know. Do you guys, you know, I, I look at the Ironman and I think that, I think we're kind of moving into a different age, at least I feel myself just when I talk about teams. I think back in the day you talk a lot more about, okay, this is the roster they have. And you would care about positions a lot, you know, like, okay, front and mid and back and this sort of thing and positional. But the more that I look at teams, the more I look at things by position now. You know, like, what does a team really need? 
And and you kind of can see, like last year, for instance, Dynasty didn't have uh, an effective one on the snake side all year long, and they suffered because of that. Look at X Factor. Billy Bernaccia did not play well all season long until World Cup when he played much better, and then all of a sudden, lo and behold, they take third. You know, so it's like there's certain deficiencies I feel in in certain teams, and that was one of the things I think the Ironmen proved last year, at least, was that they had these awesome role players. They were able to step into those different positions, you know, the you know the one, the front, two, the mid, three, the back, and they had those guys that were able to do those jobs, and so they always had positions filled. I mean, even and you know, and Sam, you play on, you know, I I think last season really proved it's it's so hard to be consistent on the snake side of the field. I don't give a. Sh- if like it's the one to two or the three you know it's just really hard to be consistent over on that side because there's so much crazy stuff going on over there i mean what's going on in your mind when you're over there knowing that i mean you, you saw how the field played out oh, last yeah, year. it was and not only that with last year some of those layouts you know kind of kind of funky kind of strayed yeah. from what they normally did yeah, little... and so you know from the time i've been playing they've all kind of been standard so to me that was a little, like i never played 10 man i never saw these weird funky shapes and stuff so for me it was you know, I had to kind of adapt to that, but it was coming into it, you know, being under Jay for, you know, as long as I have, like, kind of, you know, he's kind of taught us a certain way to play the game, especially on that side, and it's, you know, it's it's going towards people at all times, even, you know, even if you're down bodies, it's going forward to try and even it up really fast, and, uh, you know, with these field layouts, you know, a lot of them didn't allow you to do that as fast as you know I think we would have hoped that we could have but we did try to push it and uh you know the the one Chicago just obviously wasn't our thing but uh that's another one I, I mean I, I expect to see more stuff like that just funky and uh, you know I look at it more what's the optimal spot like where's the spot that we're trying to get to because it's always like a certain knuckle that's like okay if you get here you're doing damage well, how how do we get there? That's the big thing. The next part is, you know, what are the steps in between? And we kind of, you know, our practices, that's what we do. I mean, we do the situation of trying to get to these spots. And, uh, you know, I think going into this year, you know, we'll probably do it the same way that we were doing before of trying to work all that out. It's just, you know more well, time with the guys together but that's kind of the tough thing about being in your guys's position almost and people are just like oh tough thing being heat they won three events last year but it's like okay well what do you change do you change anything i mean for everybody else like we didn't win so we got to change it up so let's get new guys and new coach and you know at least things are happening and so they think that they're improving themselves but you guys even such a new team still really one season that's it trying to figure it out i mean obviously very successful amazingly successful season but that kind of i mean you guys must have had those conversations like oh okay well do we change anything up should we pick anybody up should we do we change sponsor what do, what do we do do we just keep everything exactly the same because i mean you know it's the one that's like the one of those cliches like it changes the only constant in the world you know it's like but you guys didn't change anything so yeah we really that didn't in and of itself is a story yeah you know it was tough when we talked a lot it was a lot of conversations with me and randy too uh, on what we do you know do we change something do we change sponsors but i mean for the most part we've kept everything the same i mean uh, practice wise uh, you know it's we kind of have a system of what we do i mean we try new things sometimes but i think what we do works you know we uh put guys in certain situations on the field and 
try to make it as tough as possible for them in practice so when they get to the event it's a little easier or seems easier um, the way we view I view our players I don't view you know uh, Sam say as a mid player um, I view him as say a he's a second snake player or uh, like Nick, I, I'll view him if he's starting in the back. He's not our back guy. He's our third snake player or our third Dorito player. Which is where that kind of – you notice in the past couple of years, the one, the two, and the three has started been talk about but because it's such an accurate description of what is happening really and what position a back guy actually plays, um, which I think is interesting because that, that's not like that's 10 years old. It's not like we've been saying that for 10 years or something. Yeah, if you were to come out to our practices, you wouldn't see just Chad, George, and the snake practicing the snake all the time or you know ronnie dizon and the doritos it's they ever i try to play everybody everywhere because there's gonna be times where like nick's gonna have to jump in the snake and be our snake guy or you know chad gets shot he's sam uh, sam now becomes our first uh snake player or jumping in there but the versatility of your team is the reason why you guys were so successful you'd have those teams that you'd have these guys pigeonholed into spots and, and i'm not saying that that doesn't work but I mean, look at the chaotic games you guys played in the finals. You get Federoff all over the place. You know, you had some clutch spots kind of being in different different spots. And, I mean, Chad was a machine. You know, and then I, there's just – you can almost point to every single guy on the team, different instances of them playing a non-traditional role that they normally uh, – like that they would the majority of the time play and performing in that. So that's good that you're – on that mindset when you guys are in practice. Yeah, we go in. Like, honestly, I go in. I mean, obviously, Chad George probably can play the snake. But really, honestly, after that, I see how everybody um, – see how they perform everywhere and see where the they fit in the best on that field layout. Are you guys going to play starting five paintball this year or two lines? Um, that's not, I've never done two lines my whole time coaching. Mm -hmm. Basically, what I do is I uh, kind of – Watch the other team, see what they're doing, figure out what I want to do next. Then I take the next five guys that I feel will execute that play the best. Um, I mean, if you look at World Cup, basically we played five people all Sunday. Um, you know, if somebody needed a break, they would let me know. But I more look at what are we going to do to win this next point. I don't say I'm putting you guys five out because you didn't play the last point or you know, it's your time, your turn. You know, it's just whatever, what I think is going to take to win the next point. So it could be, and that's why we always, we never set lines. We always mix stuff up in practices. People play with everybody. So when you go on the field, you're comfortable playing with whoever's next to you. So. No, it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Now, as far as rivalries this year, what are the other teams, Nick, Sam, who do you feel is going to be? I mean, do you think the Ironman are going to be able to step up and, and perform with the roster they put together? I think coach, they'll have a good year. They brought a lot of the aftermath guys, or do you, I mean, who do you think is really going to be the the competition? Infamous. I mean, there's a lot of good teams out there. I mean, I think yeah. I mean, a lot of teams are going to be the same. Infamous. Uh, I think it hurts them losing Greg Sewers. I yeah. think he was by far their best player last year. He was their biggest threat on the team. I mean, if you watch a lot of the games they won, I mean, he him going down the street to shooting people. Mm. So that's going to be a big loss for them. I mean. Honestly, we kind of just sat back and watched all these moves happen. And the, <laughs> the giant car crash on the highway, probably calling each other up like, you hear what happened this last one? Yeah. Yep. No, and no, honestly, no. I think it almost put us in a better position, you know? I mean, yeah, I mean, you can look at us and say we were thrown together last year and we did well and all these moves might help these teams do better. But 
typically, I mean, you were on a team like with Excessive when you guys put together that team. It takes a long time to to build a team that you have all these new players and a new coach, you know, and you think, yeah, okay, this is our key to success, but it's almost time is what the biggest thing that makes those teams. It really is. I, I mean, I remember the first event we went to, uh, we took like 14th, which was the worst I'd done in a pro event in I can't, I, a long time. And, uh, and going to reading on the internet, it's like, oh, this new team excessive, yeah, excessively bad, you know, and it's just like, just <laughs> terrible, man. And, and, but having to fight through that adversity and then take like five second places in a row and just getting beat over and over and over again, and you come home, people are like, oh, second place again, congratulations. And you're like, dude, kick rocks, bro. You know, like, you know, how <laughs> much of a pain in the ass second places, but you can't really say that because it, you sound like a dick. But the, the, I, I just hope that if things don't mean – because you guys, what a Cinderella story, man. I mean, a second place, three firsts, I mean, it's, that's ridiculous. So I just hope that if you do hit bumps in the road that you can look around you and still believe in each other because that's the hardest thing to do. you know. And that's why on Excessive, I'm glad we hit that early. And, man, I mean, and it, we, we didn't, it wasn't like we didn't have casualties. You know, but that being said, I mean, you know, and that that's just part of it, man. I mean, yeah. things happen. You know, I think it's not it's not the it's not always like that. I mean, and and I and I hope for you guys that you continue to have that level of success. But you know, the field is really deep, so I hope that if things don't go as planned, that everyone can still have that faith in each other. Because you know, when you're really truly tested, is when you're not at the top, you know? So I'd like to say that, you know, we'll be all right, but we haven't had to deal with that yet. Dude, I mean, it's too good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, we had a, we took fifth place, I think in Chicago, you know, and it was nice to see how our guys reacted to it. And, uh, you know, it was kind of a wake up call that, you know, we have to be a little more focused and, uh, not, we, we were starting to take some teams lightly and, you know, I think that, was almost good for us that that happened then yeah um you know but with all these off-season moves i mean i was almost happy every time i seen another big move happen you know it was like well you're making this team weaker and now you're making your team where you have to you know change sometimes isn't always good no absolutely i totally agree because now think about it because again on paper and i've had this conversation with a lot every you know every time i have this conversation i'm like okay look at it this way okay yeah the Ironman did pick up Mouse and Marcelo, phenomenal players, and you know Heat hasn't made any moves. But okay, Heat hasn't made any moves. Mm -hmm. so think about it. Okay, they already were as good as they were last year. Now they can just keep that momentum rolling. Whereas everyone else has to figure out. I mean, there's a certain spark that can come, that can be amazing, or it can be disastrous, and you don't know until you put those those energy those people together and start it. You know, spin it around, see what happens. You guys already know what's possible. So now you just can build upon what you've already, the foundation that you've already built. So that's scary in and of itself, too. You know, think about it. And there's a lot of guys on your team, like, I don't think you've peaked. I don't, Sam, I don't think you've peaked as a player. I mean, you were, you were amazing last year, but, um, you know, I, I, you're going up like this. You know, I really think so. I'm not just saying that. I really think that you have that upper jet because I've been seeing you playing for years and you saw me a, a gear. Or you showed me a gear last year that I had never seen before out of you. You know, I'm, I knew you. You probably always knew you had it in you, but I mean, pressure situations, man. It was really impressive. You're just going to get better as a coach and learn your guys more. You know, Fedorov had a good year. And I, I, there was, there was. I mean, yeah, guys went like this sometimes, but overall, you could kind of see the 
the Borg start to form as the year progressed and you know and it showed towards the end so yeah man you guys are going to be a scary team so and uh and with that we got to let you go because you guys got to get on your way yep thank you guys for for coming in thank you and uh anything you want to say before we sign off jason um i guess just uh thank our sponsors uh dlx technology with uh giving our giving us the luxes um GI Sports with our paint, and we just actually signed a new deal for next year with uh, Raza Life. So Tom Martinez. Yeah, they're going to be making our jerseys and all our clothing, so pretty excited about that. Cool. Of course. Got to thank the Smiths, Sergeant Mama D. Absolutely. Thank those guys for everything. And should be, Nothing's should be possible it. without the paintball patrons, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah machine. Well, uh... We're hoping to get Fedorov back in the studio here with Sergey later on this week and we'll see if that make that happen. But thank you guys for tuning in to the Real Deal Podcast. And Jason, Sam, thank you guys for, for sitting you. in here. And we wish you the best of luck, man. Thank you.